that's actually <laughs> very um, easy when you don't have to um, I know. come in front of the lens. Yeah. It makes people really uncomfortable to come become yeah. in front of the lens, mm-hmm. uh, come in front of the lens. We don't have to worry about anyone like seeing our faces. So that's true. Look. It makes it a lot easier. We can look like this. <laughs> Suckers, like you don't know this. what it is that we look like. <laughs> Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, White? Yes? What are we talking about this week? Uh, Well, this week is exciting because we have a guest (gasps) on the podcast yes a socially distanced guest let's just get that out of the way now before you come at us in the dms okay okay he's even wearing a mask actually yeah so we got the distance and the mask and we did the hand sanitizer yep we got it all here. We're good. At Big and White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we get to our guest, how's your week, White? My week was pretty awesome, actually. What did you do? I read a book for fun <laughs> for the first time since circa January 2020, which we all know is like January of 2015 in terms of like, (laughs) you know, what it feels like for time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because I'm done with my personal training uh, exam now and kind of semi-stepping into that as a half career, whatever, however that happened. And so I have a little bit of extra time on my hands now. So I'm like watching Netflix again and reading books. Amazing. Listening to podcasts. I love podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Who knew? (laughs) Yeah, I'm having a blast. Wow. Super congrats to you. That sounds delightful. Thanks. Can I just also point out that you're like, yeah, so I started a second career during my first career. So now (laughs) I have some free time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my life, but I can operate at 1.5. I don't think I can operate at 2. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. All right. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's my week. It's actually kind of a little bit boring, but to me it's exciting. Yeah. Exciting for you. Yeah. Boring for me to hear about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that we just spent five minutes talking about something that no one cares about. Great. Anyway, what about you? What have you been doing? Um, I'm trying to decide if mine is also something no one cares about. <laughs> so my housemate and I. Not, no one cares. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my other housemate, because I live in two places right now, 1.5. <laughs> um, we decided that we're gonna like kind of redecorate our dining room and our living room and our house and make them feel like, you know, more spacious, more welcoming, whatever. So step one for that is selling our belongings on the internet. Yes. And it has been an adventure, let me tell you. <laughs> I've been listing like some of our furniture on secondhand sale websites and i just 
the culture of how people buy things secondhand online is just really different here. And it's kind of been cracking me up. Like, first of all, lots of people like my posts that aren't interested in buying the things. It's like, they're just like, oh, that's nice that you're selling that. (laughs) (laughs) But the other thing that cracks me up is people like have opinions about the price. Like they'll just post, that's too expensive. (laughs) I'm like, uh, (laughs) like, Tell me what you would pay. Are you actually interested? Or is this like you're just tangentially like, I wouldn't buy that anyway, but (laughs) I have an opinion about the price. (laughs) It's really funny. And I've also been getting a lot of messages where someone will be like, hi, is this still available? And I'm like, yes, it is. Uh, And then there's no response after that. Like, do you want to see it? No. I will bring it to your house so that you can see my humongous sofa. Yeah. (laughs) I should just get a truck and like tote them around the city. Sofa Ayo. Sofa. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Now you got to do it. That's my new life goal. (laughs) But anyway, today we actually bought a new couch, but we haven't sold our old couches yet. So I think I'm going to have a couch in my bedroom for a while. (laughs) Yep. Now you'll never be able to move out. I know. You have to stay here forever. I have 1,200 couches in my apartment. (laughs) Oh, anyway, that's been my exciting thing this week. Well, congrats on buying another sofa, at least. Thank you. Not a lot of people can say that they own, like, three sofas. That's true. Anyway, yes, it was a very exciting week for me. But even more exciting Mm -hmm. is our guest. Yes. Shall we get to it? All right. Welcome to the episode. He's doing the namaste. Thank you so much. You guys can't hear it, but it looks amazing. I feel like we should have like a flower mala for you or something to show honor because we have been trying to have this podcast interview with you for how long? Like the entire time we've been doing the podcast, maybe? (laughs) At least a year, definitely. Because you were gone. Like yeah out doing other work and stuff yeah most of the time i'm in the mountains right and when i'm back i'm again in the mountains yeah pretty much next week or something yeah and but, then you got back and we're like we can finally do it and then the <laughs> lockdown hit <laughs> like oh we can't leave our home cool. <laughs> anyway well tell our listeners your name okay um my name is ujwal rai and where are you from i uh, this is quite um uh how do you say it uh contradictory not contradictory wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little confusing okay because i was born and raised here in Kathmandu, mm-hmm. but i no offense to Kathmandu people but mm-hmm. i never like to you know be here all the time mm-hmm. it's not because of just Kathmandu. just my nature is like you know um I love to just move around. Yeah. And also my parents were from really, really in the mountains, from mm. the mountains. So probably those genes came into me. Yeah. <laughs> so, they gave you your love of the mountains. Yeah, I think so. So um, I would always like to say I'm from somewhere, not from Kathmandu. <laughs> but basically, I was born and raised in Kathmandu. Yeah. You can't lie. You're not a city boy, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, it's really bad uh, that I'm thinking it's really good what's happening right now. But there are no public transportation at the moment. Right. For me, 
being selfish, it's good for me. <laughs> Why? Because there are less traffic. Yeah. Oh, that's you true. Know, yeah, the city is a lot quieter, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the other hand, they are really suffering because of the problem, uh, lockdown. So Right, yeah, the economic mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, difficult. Yeah, otherwise it's, it's nice town also. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I love to be in the mountains. Yeah. 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 No matter where you are, it's kind of hard to be there for an extended amount of time. And for yeah. Kathmandu, you are basically living in a bowl. So, yeah, it makes sense to escape Right, because it's in, in the valley, yeah. Yeah, so maybe you can just give us a quick introduction. So what is your job? How did you get into that? What do the people need to know about you, Ujwal? <laughs> okay, um, so professionally, I'm a trekking guide here in the Himalayas of Nepal. And also, I work in Antarctica as a guide. Uh, just started, like, from 2019, but been there in 2016 as an intern. Okay. Mm. So, um, yeah, your pictures from Antarctica are amazing. Yeah. Every time you Thank post you them so on much. Instagram, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> when we're in the bowl of Kathmandu, and we're like, Antarctica's a place that people are. <laughs> But that's like just 5% of what I do. Like, yeah. I've been there just from the last season. Mm-hmm. But um, since 11 years, I'm working here in Nepal as a guide. And now I've started my own small startup company, trekking company. Beginning is really dramatic, though. <laughs> Beginning is <laughs> really dramatic. <laughs> because um, when people ask me, when did you go? Where did you go your first you know, trip? And I have to go like all the way back when I was 12. Mm. And then I wanted to go to the lake, which is in the far west, mm-hmm. called the Rara Lake. If yeah. you, you've heard that. It's the highest lake, right? Um, biggest, biggest freshwater lake, lake yeah. in Nepal. So it's really in the very, very far west. And I wanted to go there since I was seven, actually. Oh, cool. Because yeah. I saw that documentary um, in the television. And me and my mom was watching that and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Maybe we should go there. And then she was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Too early. And then I forgot that for about five years. And then uh, in in those days, we had only one TV channel in Nepal, the Nepal television, which is the national TV program here, Mm -hmm. a government TV channel. So they didn't have anything to show. So they were used to repeat those documentaries mm-hmm. and programs over and over again. It happened to be repeating again after five years. Mm. And I'm like, oh, by the way, mom, <laughs> you know what? You told me it was not the right time, like long time ago, 50 years ago. <laughs> I think this is time we should uh, go. And then she's like, nope. <laughs> okay. And then uh, next morning, uh, my mom went to work. I packed my bag with one shirt. I put one shirt and then left home with 100 rupees. Oh, my gosh. And I went on this expedition for nine months. Oh, my gosh. I did not come back until for nine months. And you were 12? I was 12. I just ran away from home. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I'm I'm that crazy about, you know, going to someplace. If I say I want to go there today, if not today, tomorrow. Yeah. There's uh, no way I'm uh, abandoning that that thing oh, yeah. so um, this was the beginning i had lots of uh, 
thing went on with me. Mm. You know, like I had to survive. I had to focus on my de- destination, which mm-hmm. for me was like impossible. But in my mind, it was like, nope, I'm going, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going. So, yeah, that was my first time um, exploring on myself. Then in that nine month period, I learned so many things about, you know, life. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, without money, you can't do anything in yeah. this country. I thought, you know, uh, just before that explanation for me, I didn't know that money is how how important money is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that uh, that taught me a big lesson. Yeah. So um, so I came back, I went back to school again, and then um, after right after high school. I was just hanging around with friends. Mm-hmm. Lo- everyone of my friend would know, uh, they knew about uh, what I would love to do, you know, for my future. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends was like, you know, uh, you like to walk and then you're jobless. And maybe you should do something like traveling. Yeah. That could be a job. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Is that a job? Yeah. <laughs> you, you go for travel and then earn money? That... I hadn't. I had no idea that exists. Yeah. That traveling and earning. So he uh, introduced me with his um, cousin brother, who used to work as a guide. Mm. And then he took me to Everest Base Camp. Wow. That was in two thousand nine. Yeah. So I went um, to Everest Base Camp for the first time as a porter. Okay. Mm. So that was another, you know, uh, uh, leap. I, yeah. I would say. For yeah. me, because from no to porter is very hard because, you know, you know how hard porter job is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because you're carrying, maybe explain if for people who don't know, yeah. like you're being paid to carry tourist stuff yes. up the mountain, basically. Yeah. Right. So yeah. did you uh, have a really heavy load that you're carrying? I was lucky uh, that um, he had only one guest. Mm hmm. And he didn't. She didn't have a lot of weight. Oh, she yeah. just had thirteen kilograms. Oh yeah. And that was that's like that's like nothing. <laughs> nothing. Thirteen <laughs> yeah. kilograms is nothing. Yeah. And um, uh, plus a couple of clothes, warm clothes for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say fif- maybe fif- it was fifteen kilograms. Yeah. And I'm like, um, okay, uh, I can do that. And this guy, his cousin brother, he was like, you were born and raised in Kathmandu. You don't have any idea how hard mountain is yeah. with someone else's uh, weight right. on your back. Right. It's like, it's pretty much impossible for people who grow up here. Yeah. And he was like almost convinced to not take me mm-hmm. with him yeah. because I have yeah. no experience. I've never used, you know, the, you know, Namlo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing, the band they use on the he- head to support the weight. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's a strap that goes across your forehead and then the weight's on your back. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I, I never even touched that in my life. Yeah. And then I have to put that to on it. my head. Yeah. And I had I, I have no idea how to even um, adjust the length of that. Wow. So he had to fix this all. And he had then to he was teach like, you everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, at the Lukla Airport, which is the starting point of Everest Base Camp Trek, he was like, "Do you have Namlo?" I'm like, <laughs> "Namlo? What Namlo?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't even know Namlo, and you're going to be a porter. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and then he's like, "Go to that shop, ask for Namlo, and then get one uh, for yourself." And then I went to the shop, got it back, and he said the um, the length, 
he mm-hmm. adjust, adjusted the weight on mm-hmm. my back. So first day, it was not too bad because uh, from Lukla, first day is always very easy down. But second day is we had to go to uh, Namche Bazaar, mm-hmm. which is extremely hard for <laughs> first timer. Yeah. And you're going there as a city kid. Right. Being yeah. a porter. Right. With that much kilos on my back and climbing up about 600 meters at 3000 meter elevation. Oh my gosh. I was crying like <laughs> I've never uh, did that before in my entire life. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like you you like never really hiked at all? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I saw the nam- saw the t- city this town, Namse Bazaar, mm-hmm. the expression I can still remember that feeling I had is like mm. I I just lost my mind uh, seeing that village. Mm. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And then that point, that point was a turning point for me. Like, okay, this is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Life is a struggle anyway. Mm-hmm. If I go through this, maybe I can go next level, you know, maybe. I don't know, but I have to definitely have to push myself. Yeah. So um, from next day, I was, even though it was really hard going high elevation and climbing up and down, since I saw this beautiful mountain all around me and the valley, the birds, the animals, it was just killing my tiredness. Yeah, yeah. And this was my first day, first experience, first, second, second day, first, first week, let's say. And on the, we came back and we went to the office for the first time in trekking company, which was really, uh, one of the biggest company in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was already more than 20 years old company. So now it's more than 30 years old. Yeah. So we went to, uh, we came back to Kathmandu and then the guest, mm-hmm. guest reviewed yeah. mm-hmm. about us. And the sentence, what she said was, it changed my life actually. She said, you know what? Your porter were, had better English than your guide. <laughs> Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> There's some advantage being city city kid. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. And um, next week, I guess, they called me and then asked me, would you like to work with us? Of course. Wow. That changed my entire life. That's amazing. And I worked with them for about two years and three years as an st- assistant guide right away. Oh, so you so didn't have I to work have as to, a porter. No, luckily. Because yeah, usually people work as a porter for a while first, right? Yeah. And then they kind of graduate up yeah. to assistant. Slowly, slowly. And then... yeah. But I'm really glad that I did, um, uh, I worked as a porter at least once mm-hmm. so that I understood how it feels being a porter. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's part of your job as a guide, right? Yeah. Is like working with exactly. the porters. Yeah. And uh, that made me realize how hard for them. Mm, and that helped me to understand how what kind of help they need Mm -hmm. during the course of uh, the trip yeah Yeah, true so yeah that is my first experience and that's what i do and yeah 2019 i started my own yeah Mm -hmm. startup yeah so recently just like a year ago right yeah yeah Yeah. wow that's awesome (laughs) oh my gosh so um I'm thinking, I'm interested in what she said about your English being really good. Um, how did you learn English? Did you, like, grow up using it? Did you learn it in school? Or 
I I went to government school. Okay. So English is like a neglected subject in government school. Mm. You don't pretty much you don't learn anything. They teach you English subject in Nepali. Yeah. So <laughs> you're just so, like learning <laughs> random English words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what helped me was um uh, internet. Oh uh, yeah. Movies, music and books. I would um, give this credit mostly to the songs. Mm. Oh. I to improve my English I had to go through the songs which I would never understand just by listening. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm a fan of metal as well. So I would find metal songs which I would never... <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand what yeah, you're saying ever either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always amazed that people know the words to metal songs. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll make noises. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, I would uh, look for the lyrics on the internet. Okay. And read through it and then how they pronounce, how they use it. I would not uh, just say I didn't learn anything from school. Mm-hmm. I definitely learned probably at least 10%, I would say. Yeah, it'll probably give you like a little bit of a foundation yeah, towards exactly, them, right? Yeah. yeah. And then um, internet, mostly. Yeah. yeah. Music and internet. Wow. That's amazing. The internet's like, like this is going to be a really <laughs> stupid thing to say, but isn't the internet amazing? <laughs> It's nifty. It has changed the world. <laughs> It really has, though. Like, if you think about if you were, like, you know, 10 or 20 years older, like, you wouldn't have had access to that, exactly. right? Like, yeah. your life would be completely different without having yeah. access to the internet. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Everything has um, both good and bad sides. Mm-hmm. If we know how to use anything in right way, Yeah. It's always helpful. Mm-hmm. It's always a um, step where you can update yourself, upgrade yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think. Right. So. Using it as a tool. Yeah. Right? yeah. Not letting it control you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So obviously you speak Nepali, you speak English. Do you speak any other languages? Uh, as all Nepali, I also can speak Hindi language. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> From watching TV. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I used to understand Newari language. Oh, really? Because all of my friends would be Newar, mm. Newar because Kathmandu is a yeah. Newari community town. So most of my friends were Newari, Newars, Newars, yeah, Newars or Newar. Ne- oh, Newar? Yeah. Don't ask us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I learned from them. Uh, I would understand them, and now I think. People do not really use their own language anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mostly they speak either English, Nepali, or something else. Right. But uh, we don't really hear Newari people speaking Newari unless mm-hmm. we go to Newar, complete Newar town. For sure. Right. Yeah. It's not so much the feeling that, well, we speak Newari, therefore you should also speak Newari. They're like, well, you don't speak Newari, so we'll switch to Nepali, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. You're a trekking guide. You absolutely love the mountains. What are some of your favorite spots in Nepal to Ooh, visit? Make is... us jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's very hard question because it sounds really easy to say names like A or B or C. Yeah. But you can't compare. Everywhere mm. you go, it's really beautiful up in the mountain, in the nature. As soon as you just... Just go out of the Kathmandu. Yeah. You start to, you know, enjoy the nature. Mm-hmm. It's not... You don't have to go, like, 
200 kilometers far right. from here. Right. You yeah. can just drive like um, 10 kilometers away from like Lalitpur. Yeah. It's so close. Yeah. Those mountains here. It you is. can walk around there. But but to make you guys jealous, <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, Foksundo Lake. Hmm. I've heard of that. Oh, okay. So this is in Dolpa region. Oh, okay. This is... Uh, oh, that's the biggest lake, deepest lake in Nepal. Okay. Wow. Which is a little bit west, western region than uh, Mustang. Mm-hmm. Just west of Mustang, you would say. Seifoksundo Lake. Mm. It's called Seifoksundo Lake in Seifoksundo National Park. This is really beautiful. Yeah. And Rara Lake, of course. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. In that expedition, which I went when I was 12... I didn't manage to see the lake. I oh, no. it. After nine months, oh, no. I had to I had to abandon this mission or oh, expedition. Did yeah. your hundred rupees run out eventually? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, in back in days, we had uh, civil war going on, insurgency. Oh, oh yeah, right. So and that, that the west that area was like was the worst, red right? zone, like yeah. very very danger area. And at one point, I realized. This is actually, as my mom said, it's way too early. Yeah. I had to like run away from that place. Wow. And I came back and then realized, okay, this is too early. And then I went to the lake for the first time in 2016. Wow. After that many years. How did that feel? Oh, you don't believe. (laughs) (laughs) I went with two of my friends. They were, one of the friends was a footballer and the other one was military. So mm. they were like really fast. Mm. And I was also really, f- always used to walk in the mountains. So we were job, walking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were walking really fast. And at one point we were climbing up. And since these two guys were just in front of me and I was holding camera and just clicking everywhere. And they, they, they walk so fast that they missed the view of the lake. <laughs> Because we were like heading towards the lake. Oh, it's getting late and we have to go faster and faster. Oh my gosh. Um, so that point, I just stopped there and then <laughs> turned to my right to take photo mm-hmm. of the valley. And these guys didn't even realize there was a lake. <laughs> <laughs> they missed it. So I, I just stopped there and then saw the lake. And of course, it's Rara Lake. There's nothing else. Yeah. As soon as I saw that lake... I remember all the thing which I did when I was 12, when yeah, I tried to go there in yeah. those time. I went, I had to work in the re- restaurant dishwashing. Mm. I had to go to the river, carry the sand, bring it to the wholesaler or whoever doing this business. I would earn 10 rupees for one sack of uh, sand. Wow. And then like I did five times, got 50 rupees and went to the restaurant to have dalbat. Yeah. So I remember all of those things and I saw that lake and I was brushed into tears. Yeah. And these guys were just running. <laughs> You're having this big moment. Yeah. And your friends are like... <laughs> They're like a <laughs> kilometer <laughs> ahead already. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. So, oh my God. And then I had to stop them. But before I would stop them, I had to like clean my <laughs> yeah. eyes, you know. <laughs> Like, don't let them see that I was crying. <laughs> yeah, I oh was crying like a baby again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I can't imagine that feeling, like, realizing your dream. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is also a very, very beautiful place. Mm. Um, if you guys have noticed that one picture 
of Rara Lake and me standing on big, small, uh, small piece of rock. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that one. Maybe. What is that? <laughs> Someone's revving their motorcycle engine out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to repost your picture. Yeah, yeah. Send see. it to us. We'll definitely post it. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but With I'd the like help to... of our podcast, you know, you might make something of your Instagram. <laughs> Get a few people to follow it. <laughs> oh, my oh. gosh. <gasps> That's wow. incredible. You know, to me, like for the last three years of living in Nepal, Rara was just noodles. <laughs> and then like, maybe it was from one of your photos or something. I was like, oh, it's like a huge landmark. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm completely uncultured. <laughs> so did you eat Rara noodles at Rara Lake? That's the important question. Rara noodles. Well, I don't. I don't remember if they had rara noodles. I think well, they had like... pretty noodle. You know, that new one. <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, That sounds so nice. I haven't been out west at all. Like all my travels have been the farthest west I've gone is like Pokhara. So I would love to go <laughs> yeah. out there. Right. Rara is a jewel. It's really beautiful. It's just at first glimpse of the rara is the view you you capture in your mind and then stuck there it never goes away yeah i didn't have this feeling seeing everest Mm. i didn't have seeing other big thing i would not lie (laughs) even though uh, i saw antarctica first time yeah i still didn't have that feeling because it was so much important for me like personally Mm -hmm. right yeah but uh, of course antarctica is different level it's a totally different thing Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah, I feel like it would be really cool to see some lakes because Nepal doesn't have that many lakes just because it's so mountainous, right? It all flows downhill. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of large lakes. So mm-hmm. that seems like it would be a really unique thing to see yeah. in the Himalayas. Up in the mountain. Yeah. We always try to tell people, too, that there's so much more to see in Nepal than Everest Base Camp. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I would rather see Everest. And I'm like, no, I <laughs> promise you there are more interesting things to see. But Yeah, that's true. People never quite, they can't quite conceptualize that. <laughs> well, kind of in that vein, I have a question for you. Or I, please tell our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that you want people to know about Nepal that they might not know? Mm, I like mm. that question. <laughs> this one thing I, uh, I always say to my guests, which you guys already know about it, that in this small country, 141,000 square kilometer country, we have so many different ethnic groups. Yeah. And then they have their own different languages. That makes me always feel really uh, excited about that. Even though I have never explored all the languages and community, but just knowing that in this small country, how many different languages and how many different ethnic groups, every area you go to might have different ethnic people and then Mm -hmm. groups um, and languages. That is very, very um, fascinating, even for me. Mm -hmm. That is one thing I really uh, tell your listeners, yeah, that there are many languages. Even <laughs> these guys have said it probably many times. Yeah, <laughs> it is so cool though, like how culturally diverse it is. Yeah. Right? you go yeah. to one area and 
you know, people speak one language and, you know, they live their life one way and you go somewhere not even that far and it's completely different. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. And other thing which I say to my guests also is as our country is like a brick and eastern side, it's little thinner mm -hmm. and in the west, it's a bit thick. So in this thinner size, uh, thinner side of the country in the east, the deepest part of the country or the lowest part as in um, above sea level is mm -hmm. just 60 meter from sea level. And just on that side, 125 kilometers straight north, there's Everest, which right. is 8,000 meter, 8,800 <laughs> meters. I didn't know it was 125 kilometer like distance. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> oh it's so short. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's such a cool thing about Nepal, too, is, like, it's culturally diverse, but also, like, geographically. Yeah. There's, what, like, what, eight climate zones or something? Is that right? Uh, that I'm not really sure about. Yeah. But, I mean, you got the yeah. jungle, like you said, the super low elevation, yeah. all the way up to Mount Everest. And then the west, it's dry, like, high yeah. desert. Yeah. And yeah. It's so cool. Yeah insane for such a small area yeah you know? <laughs> and you have such a cool position too to be able to educate people that are coming in and maybe they think oh well i'm coming to see everest and then they get to learn about yeah. the culture and learn how many languages there are in nepal and so that's yeah it's a really special position that you have yeah um when i was doing uh, guide license training uh which goes for about month basic one mm. goes for a month and then that day uh, i mean on that uh, one month, we've learned so many things. But that one thing always struck my mind when I meet new guests. And that thing just suddenly came into my, come into my mind and says, you are the ambassador of the country. Not yeah. the ambassador is, he is politically, maybe he don't, uh, we don't know he's doing job or not. But right. we are actually doing our job, mm -hmm. introducing our country to the people who come to Nepal to visit. Yeah. And then we need to uh, introduce them as much as we can. As mm -hmm. That's why um, we need to understand our country more right. than other general Nepali people. Yeah, mm -hmm. you probably like are driven to learn more, you know, interesting facts yeah. and all these different things. Yeah, it's it's very important uh, being a guide because they guests when they come to Nepal, guides are the only people who they can trust. Right. And then they believe whatever you say to them. Yeah. You know, even if you lie. Yeah, they you have a lot of responsibility. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you need to be capable of being guide. Guide is, it looks so easy. Mm -hmm. And for lots of my friends, they would say, yeah, yeah, you're just, uh, you know, having fun, going to the mountain, taking pictures, meeting lots of people and then having, uh, earning money. Yeah. But they don't, I, I would say yes. But they don't see background, you know, behind right. the scene, it's different. We have to take care of each and every meals, yeah. their bed, if their dishes are clean or not, when they're serving, the tea house are serving, when mm -hmm. they're serving them. Right. We have to go to the kitchen before they serve, you know, these kind of small things, they don't, uh, they don't see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have to take care of their health. Mm -hmm. what's happening they might be emotionally um, sad because uh, sad in the sense they might feel emotional when they see the mountains right. like, mm -hmm. and we have to be capable of taking care of their emotion mm -hmm. physical 
condition, especially when they go high, their physics might go <laughs> right. Really yeah, yeah. watch for altitude sickness, and yeah, when yeah. they're in a new place, and right. like they don't understand things, so you yeah. have so much responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah. Trekking can be kind of extreme, right? So you see like, yeah, you have one extreme of, oh my gosh, I'm in some of the most beautiful places in the world. But man, it was really hard to get here. And I don't know, am I getting sick? I don't know. So yeah, I can only imagine. We've both taken a first aid course that was designed Mm -hmm. for trekking guides. Mm -hmm. And we're usually the only foreigners. We did it at a different time. But when I took it, I was the only foreigner. When Big took it, she was one of the only foreigners, right? And mm-hmm. so it's a different like perspective seeing all of these people learning how to, yeah, how to take responsibility for their clients. Yeah. And because it's not the same. Like if you take first aid training in the US, they say, go and call 911 and start doing CPR. <laughs> but when you're in the mountains at like 7,000 meters, you don't have that. You know, you're not going to have the same. Like, go and find help. Take them to the nearest health post. That's a 10-hour walk away. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is. I have lots of respect for <laughs> that much responsibility. Woo! Yeah, absolutely. But on the other side, it's so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, you're already in the mountain. You're enjoying what you're doing. And also, the the thing which people can't see, which only we can see, is... I mean, people see but might not understand that we meet people and we share our cultures. Mm. And that is one of the interesting parts. So they share their experience. You know, they give us lots of life lessons. If people can take all those things, that is the grand opportunity to grab it. Mm -hmm. I would always say to my guides, like, don't go after money. You know, just work. You're here working as a guide don't think that you're here for money. Think, I mean, if you enjoy this, you don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. You enjoy your work. It's what else do you need? You know, yeah. if you're enjoying your work, that means you don't feel like you're working. Exactly. I, I never yeah. feel like working. I always tell my guests when they ask me, um, do you feel sometimes feel bored being here so many times? <laughs> That's a, I would say, pathetic question. <laughs> Could never be bored. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because we always meet different people, mm-hmm. always have different um, situations, and yeah, it's always interesting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I always feel like it's not. I'm not working. I'm not here for being a guide. Mm-hmm. I'm here as uh, as in working holiday. Yeah. This is my working holiday. It's like I'm making money and I'm hanging out with these really cool people yeah. and learning about their culture and seeing the mountains. Mm-hmm. And I love your energy and your passion for your work. And it kind of made I'm like, Big, did we pick the wrong profession? Like, <laughs> should we be like trekking guides in America? Like reassessing your life. <laughs> that would be really fun, actually. <laughs> That's our new backup plan. Yeah, there you go. What about other places in the world? What other parts of the world do you enjoy traveling to? Oh, hmm. Recently, I went to um, Bolivia, Chile, and Argentina. Oh, nice. And all of these places were absolutely (laughs) mind-blowing. I was like, am I dreaming or what? (laughs) (laughs) 
as I said, my mom and I used to watch a lot of documentaries, National Geographic and whatever documentaries about nature. We would just watch it when I was a kid. And we have watched so many documentaries about flamingos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and being there next to these flamingos, oh. I was super, you know, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> seeing in real life. I never thought that I would be able to see them. Yeah. But there were so many of them and they were so beautiful. Yeah. Their colors, oh my God. That's like super, super contrasty. Mm-hmm. Right. They're such a unique animal. They almost don't yeah. seem real. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And then this all flat, it's oh, just yeah. different world. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Totally different from here. Yeah, that is probably From anywhere. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it does look like it, like you're on another planet. Kind every, of. <laughs> yeah, like every time I see photos of that, of like the salt, what do you call it? The salt flats? Salt yeah. Flat? yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, no, that's not real. <laughs> like, you know that it is. Like, no. <laughs> Your brain like doesn't accept it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that is an beautiful place, uh, place. And the other place which I really loved. In South America, uh, was the Cape Horn? Mm. Oh, yeah. You heard about this place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The southernmost uh, island or land yeah. before Antarctica. That was fantastic. Uh, what What's it like? It's uh, It's like small island, and the view is totally different what we usually see in other places. It's just grassy, like tall grass. Oh. And wildlife is most um, amazing there. Yeah. Albatrosses, <gasps> oh huge gosh. one. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. And they have this one big giant um, sign, like probably about 25, 30 feet tall albatross sign. And it's not one albatross sign, but there. this is two different irony thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't see albatross if you go in the wrong position. You have to go in certain oh. place. Oh, cool. And then you see it as an albatross flying, soaring oh, in the air. Oh, that's so cool. It's just so cool, yeah. Um, and then history of this place is also really amazing. That was made me think it's one of the coolest places on Earth. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Now you're just making me want to travel so bad. <laughs> Like, yes, I succeed to make them jealous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you definitely oh succeed. <laughs> um, okay, well, now I'm sad, so let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've talked a lot about your work and, like, traveling and stuff. What else do you do for fun when you're not working? Oh, when I'm not working? So recently, the life has been slightly changed because of, <laughs> yeah. lots, you know... <laughs> Circumstances? Yep. Was that the right word? (laughs) (laughs) It's as good as any. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But normally um, in trekking season, I would go trekking, of course. Mm -hmm. But in off season, like in monsoon, I would go for trekking (laughs) for a holiday. Oh, yeah. That's like for myself. That would be for myself. But other than trekking, I would go rafting, kayaking, Mm. climbing, cycling. Oh, man. Oh man, we really want to go rafting. So bad. Yeah, I have to. I have to learn kayaking like perfectly. Learn kayaking because from next season I would not be accepted 
to go to Antarctica if I don't know how to um, kayak properly. Oh, really? Yes, wow. I have to learn that this year. Yeah. I must learn. <laughs> Kayaking's hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've tried to learn. It is. I mean, like basic you can do, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's very, it's very counterintuitive, super yeah. technical, and mm-hmm. you have to be so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In 2016, was well, I was there as an intern. I did kayaking. Mm-hmm. Perfect. No problem. All went well. So this year, they were like, you did last time kayaking, didn't you? Yes, I did. And you do kayaking in your hometown? Yes, I do. Uh, not hometown, but we have to go to Pokhara and all that. Mm-hmm. Would you like to taste yourself as a kayaking <laughs> assistant guide? And I'm like, I would love to because I have to grow myself. Right, yeah. Sure, why not? And then I went to... Uh, as a third guide which they don't need me but just right for you to learn basically yeah yeah. and sure why not and i went there i was full-on suited for that zero degree celsius uh, water (laughs) 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 and we all was uh, everything went perfect for 10 minutes (laughs) and after 10 minutes what happened is weather suddenly changed into monster Oh, and no. in this small waves it looks it looked like small waves which was about one meter tall yeah and that no one f- uh, capsized but me <laughs> <laughs> like the guide is gone yeah guests are fine <laughs> and the most embarrassing thing is i i flipped or i, I capsized yeah but not in the corner just right in front of the this huge <laughs> ship and all the captain, engineer, everyone was just looking at us, oh, no. just right in front of the ship. And I'm like, well, good luck. Hey, guys, hey, congratulations. Fine, fine. <laughs> good for your humility, right? Yeah. Yeah. Slightly different than Pokra, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly. I'm little Lake Fama. Oh, that was a hell of an experience. Wow. And we had to wear this proper water tight gear yeah but that was the learning period mm-hmm. so i did not tie this zipper like uh, it was like one millimeter uh, gap oh. between end and the head of the zipper so water went inside oh my gosh. And, and stayed inside and of course it wouldn't go outside oh. the suit. <laughs> i was froze until one more hour wow. after that that was well, hilarious. Now you learn by experience. You'll never ever make that mistake Absolutely. again. Never, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. I'm glad that happened. <laughs> um, okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. We have a question for you. We would like you to teach us either a Nepali like phrase, like slang phrase, or maybe like a proverb or something. Mm, I have some proverb for you guys. Yes, <laughs> we love proverbs. This is Natsuna Nazane Agantero. Natsuna Nazane Agantero. I've heard of this, I think. It's a very uh, famous one. People use this quite often because it happens every day. Pretty okay. much. It happens every day? Oh. What is I it? I don't know what the last part. What was it? Uh, Nazo, like, don't go dancing. <laughs> right? No. I'll explain. <laughs> Even guess. <laughs> yes, we're very fluent in Nepali, I promise. Speaking of humility, this is our moment. 
सो नाचन नजाने आगन टेढ़ो नाचन नजाने इज लाइक यू यू कैंट डांस बट आगन टेढ़ो इज आगन इज दियर and you blame that courtyard is unbalanced oh. so you don't know how to dance but you're blaming this courtyard i get it so it happens every day because uh-huh. people do this mistake every time because they do things and then they do it wrong and then they blame someone else uh-huh. i literally did that like a month ago <laughs> with the courtyard oh. <laughs> when i was like cuz i'm i was trying when lockdown started i started jump roping okay i hate jump roping i'm very bad at it <laughs> And so I had to do it in the courtyard and I was like, mm, "This stones are even. I'm not going to do this anymore." <laughs> Later on I was like, "Wait, I'm pretty sure you're just really bad at jumping like let's let's not even pretend." That's But so now funny. I have a proverb right? for yes. how dumb I am. You don't know how to dance. Blame the courtyard. <laughs> oh. And the other one um is goes like this. काटी हेरेरा हार्ड नीलनू काटी हेरेरा हार्ड नीलनू हार्ड नीलनू व्हाट इज नीलनू मीन ओके नीलनू इज नीलनू इज सॉलोइंग सो काटी हेरेरा हार्ड नीलनू इज यू नो यू यू आर ईटिंग लेट्स से यू आर ईटिंग समथिंग बट यू आर सॉलोइंग ट्राई टू सॉलो ह्यूज थिंग देन यू आर यू कैन सॉलो There's a there's an English proverb exactly the same thing but in English version but I, I don't remember that. Um biting off more than you can yeah. chew. Yeah. There it is. Yes. It. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like you're you're trying you put too much in your mouth and then you can't swallow you're it. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a good one. That's very I think sometime not sometime most of the time I do that thing. <laughs> I mean, you tried to go to Rara like when you were 12 yeah. with 100. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> oh yeah, gosh, that that's plus. a good one. I never heard that one before. <laughs> See, I like these ones cuz they're like I manageable, I think. Mm-hmm. Like once, you know, sometimes it doesn't translate well into our American culture and we're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't make But these, sense. These, yes. Yes. They're things Very like human experience. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, so fun. and i wrote something so that i don't forget but i think i f- oh yeah this is extremely extremely for me hati ko mukh ma jira hati ko mukh ma jira yeah okay wait we haven't spoken to pali in a while <laughs> <laughs> in the elephant's mouth jira mm-hmm. what does it mean jira like the Um I forgot the English name for that uh cumin seed. Yeah. Oh okay. I was I mean, that's what I thought but I was like that yeah. sounds weird. I can't be right. <laughs> so a cumin seed in the elephant's mouth? Mhm. So like um, wait, I want to guess about this. Yeah. Like you think like what you do won't have any kind of consequence like it's not big enough to uh, matter. Oh like a drop in the ocean? Yeah. Drop in the bucket. Drop in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Drop in the I ocean. really increase the volume to the ocean in there. Uh, I don't have a good guess. I don't Drop know. in the bucket. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Ah, you're so smart. <laughs> mm. Human seed in the elephant's mouth. Hati ko mukma jira. Hati ko mukma jira. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we have to remember these and use these I for know. sure. We like I like to like pull this stuff out when we're in the village because then it seems like we're a lot smarter than we are. We're like, <laughs> "No, you know." 
Yeah, people are always like super impressed if you know something kind I of know. cultural. They're like, wow. And then they start speaking too fast and you can't understand anything again. You're like, oh, wait, I am done. <laughs> that exactly I did with, I mean, I do every time in in um, South American countries where they speak uh, Spanish speaking countries. Like, I know, como estas and all that. Do you know three words? <laughs> yeah. Three word sentence. I would say that, and then I look like Spanish as well. Right, they always think I'm local. Yeah, and you then, look Chilean to me. Yeah, sure. and I said, uh, "Cómo estás? Um, <laughs> ¿Cómo estás, amigo?" And then they're like, "Oh, do you speak Spanish?" And then they start to <laughs> fire the uh, words, and I'm like, ah. "Oof, done." <laughs> Especially if you have a good accent, like they just yeah. assume that yeah. you know. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, Every time. Your next goal should be to learn more Spanish. Yeah, I. When I was there, I was. Tr- we were trying to learn um, some mm-hmm. bit more than what we knew. But as soon as we come back, I'm like, mm-hmm. you lose yeah. it. I know. Yeah. I've been trying to work on my Spanish, but I just like it's hard when you don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah, you're not in the context, right? Right. right. Like. You're just trying to learn from an app or something. Like, yeah. like I'm not going to remember this. Yeah, right. that's quite Especially boring. for us, too. Nepali is just like, Nepali coming in, in, and then you're like, okay, well, I'll have five words of Spanish. You know, there's no way. Nepali takes over everything again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you get back. Yeah. I have one last for years. Oh, okay. Nohonu mama banda, kano mama jati. Nohonu mama banda, kano mama jati. Kano? Uh-huh. Kano mama jati. I don't know. I have no I idea. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even guess. <laughs> so, uh, mama is your uncle. Uncle. Yeah. And basically means better than nothing. And Ooh, better than nothing. Okay, wait, say it again in Nepali. Nohunu mama. Uh huh. Banda. Kano mama jati. What's kano mama. Kano? kano mama is, kano is like uh, one eye blind. Oh, so. Uh, uncle with only one eye is better than no uncle at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite, actually. <laughs> Recently, I'm doing this uh, trading, stock trading business. Uh, not uh-huh. business, uh, like. Well, yeah, making money. Yeah, yeah. some money. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what's happening. No, no, mama, one that, no, mama, jati. Like, I have nothing to earn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if I earn like $50 a day, it's. That's a lot. amazing. Yeah. In, in a month, I would make like how much? 150,000 rupees. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. So, That's way better than nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A one eyed uncle? That's better than no uncle. That's what I always say. <laughs> Don't tell your uncle. <laughs> That's so funny. Wow. Well, okay. that was fun. I feel educated now. I know. I love it. Um, okay, we have one final question for you. Are you ready? Mm, no pressure. The way, the way you're looking. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound really dramatic, but it's not. Um, what advice would you have for someone who is going to visit Nepal? Okay. First thing, which people should understand before they come to Nepal, especially if they're here for trekking, they probably have done lots of trekking in their countries, like Alps, Andes, or whatever mountain they have. The Himalayan mountain is totally different. Mm, yeah. Please keep that in mind that mm. it's not your hometown. I mean, your home <laughs> mountain. It's really different and it's very high. 
Yeah. You know, um, and there are no helps around. Right. That is yeah. the very important thing people have to understand if they want to come to Nepal. And other thing about food. Um, Nepali food might be spicy for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny to me. I think Nepali food is not spicy at all. But I know people, like people from other parts of the U.S. And mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's really spicy. I'm like, it is? I mean, it's just like you what eat, you're used to, yeah. right? Did you eat nothing but a char the whole time? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, but if you're not used to spicy mm-hmm. food, then it would seem spicy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, spicy in the sense the chili is spicy. Right. Do you have a lot of um, clients that are like, oh, this is too hot? Does yeah. Does that happen a lot? Like, um, they couldn't even have the, you know, um, the garam, garam masala. Yeah. If there's garam masala, they're like, oh, it's so hot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Bitara. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. The mountain thing, mountain part is really important. People have to understand that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, just to stay humble, you mm-hmm. know? Not mm-hmm. think like, oh, well, I know what I'm doing because I usually hike in my home country. Like, or I'll be fine because I'm in really good shape. Right? Yeah, that's like, most of the time when people are, they feel high altitude sickness. I've noticed most of the time they're either youngsters, mm-hmm. young people like us. Or two feet people. Yeah, because yeah. they go up too fast, Really right? fast. Yeah. Because they, they, they can go walk fast. They mm-hmm. can walk um, uh, far than yeah. mm-hmm. what they're supposed to go. And then right. they climb higher than what they're supposed to climb a day, right. in a day. Yeah. I know. That happened to me when I went to Gokyo. Like, I didn't get altitude sick, but we would only walk for like three hours. And then like, okay, we have to stop. I'm like, what? I can walk for like six more hours today. <laughs> like, nope, too bad. <laughs> you gotta adjust to the altitude. Yeah. yeah. As soon as uh, we cross more than 3,500 meters, beyond 3,500 meters, we should be really careful about high altitude um, um, sicknesses. Yeah. Uh, might happen even. It happens to everyone. It, it doesn't mean you're everyone. weak. It doesn't yeah. mean you're not in good shape. It happens to us too. Yeah. yeah. Right. We just have different level of sickness, different mm-hmm. level of problem. We mm-hmm. have probably little problem than everyone else, but we definitely have. Well, and your body adjusts, right? Yeah. So like if your job is to be a guide or a porter, then it wouldn't affect yeah. you quite as much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point though, I think too, like to just, you know, yeah, like I said, be humble and listen to the Nepalis around you because mm-hmm. they live here, they know, right? <laughs> like, oh, I'm a tourist. Well, I know everything. I'm fine. Like, <laughs> trust your guides, you know, yeah. trust, yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so fun. It was so cool to hear your story, too, because, like, I've known you for a while, but I had no idea how you became a guide and like what your background was. So yeah, it was fascinating Mm -hmm. to hear. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for having me. Once we were talking about having me on your podcast, I was like, wow, because I've never been in any podcasts. Welcome. You did a great (laughs) job. You're a natural. (laughs) Uh, I really enjoyed being here, you guys, talking with you guys. And I just want to see here how weird i sound <laughs> yeah you'll find out yeah <laughs> whether you hate your own voice or not <laughs> mm, i think 
I would say I'm a little bit used to with this with my voice now. Right, because you do so much on social media and making videos and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so because of that, I might be not so disgusted by myself, <laughs> by my sound. Just a little bit disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> and now one of our guests like refused. She never listened to the episode she was on. She oh, didn't really? want to hear her voice. <laughs> I feel like... I don't know about you, Big, but we've I've kind of gone the opposite thing. We're now like, because I have to listen to the episode to, um, before we publish it anyway. So now I'm like sitting there in my living room laughing at myself because I'm <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, I've gone too far. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway. well, uh, where can people find you on social media? And where can they find your business and stuff? Um, I have my website, lostinthehimalaya.com. Okay. Which is very basic. It just for actually, I just started this website to for my clients so that they share their experience. Oh, cool! But I also happen to add some information about the destinations around mm. Nepal. Not not much, not many, um, maybe ten or twelve. Mm -hmm. But they can find me there. They can find in this website. Oh, lost in the Himalaya. And I have my Instagram, which is also called Lost in the Himalaya. Which Twitter. is amazing. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You. you always have the coolest photos. I love your videos. It's super interesting. Yeah. It's one of my favorite follows. Thank you. <laughs> um, and Facebook. I don't really enjoy Facebook. So I would <laughs> yeah, just... we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> I would just skip that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, we'll link to those for sure on like our website and social media and stuff so people can find you. Thank you so much. Yeah. That'd and of be course, really nice. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, hello, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And of course, you guys can always find us on Instagram. Uh, just look for a big and white podcast. We have a Facebook, which we hate, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out. Yeah. Sorry about that, Facebook users. Our website is bigandwhitepodcast.com. Yep. You can also email us. Yep. There's so many ways to so find us. So many ways. You can just Google us. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. We promise. We're around for you. Yeah. Um. Okay. One more thing. I used to use uh, my girlfriend's now my wife's uh, uh -huh. congratulations thank we you didn't so even much. get to sneak that into the rest of the episode. i know we didn't it's like yeah. the biggest news of lockdown <laughs> we should have asked how was your week because yeah <laughs> it was hectic and really nice too <laughs> so um i used to use her spotify to just to listen begin white podcast <laughs> Gosh. Because there's nothing I would use, listen on Spotify. Yeah. So she used to follow and listen to you guys all the time. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then <laughs> I downloaded Spotify on my phone and then I used to listen to you guys. But recently I lost my old phone and I had to buy a new phone. And I just downloaded the podcast, Google Podcast. Just for a random podcast. But I'm, I was like, at one, oh, by the way, it's a Google podcast. You know, I might find them. And then I searched Big and White podcast. Now I have Big and White on my phone. Yes. Wow. <laughs> you don't have to use your wife's account. No. <laughs> you have your own listens. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Well, our stats will be up by one listener per episode. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yes, you guys can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. So Mm -hmm. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, all the other ones, right? Yeah, I even (laughs) posted on our website. Yeah, you can listen straight from the internet. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's probably more than you wanted to know about how to find our podcast. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I guess, should we hang up now? La. Yeah? La. Yeah. Has. La. La. Has. La. Has. 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 Has.